Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to First Things First. The First Things First podcast is uh, every week on the First Things First podcast, we invite amazing, interesting fascinating people to sit down and uh, and just talk about life and about faith and about their story, uh, uh, particularly their story with uh, God. And uh, and so this week is no exception. Uh, I have uh, an amazing, fascinating, interesting person with me today on the podcast. My good friend Lyndall Trout is here today. Lyndall is... Uh, He's a longtime member of our church. He is uh, served in uh, a multitude of leadership capacities in, in our church. He served on our leadership team uh, in our stewardship uh, committee uh, to, on our, with our properties folks. In fact, today he's covered in paint right now because he's been in the youth center, in the youth center painting all day today. And so, uh, so I'm just super excited to have, have Lyndall on the podcast today. Lyndall, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. What do you folks need to know about Lyndall Trout? Okay. Well, like Brad said, my name's Lyndall Trout. And the most important thing, I am a Christian, but the most important thing I think in my life is my wife, Cynthia. Yeah. And she has been such a tremendous help to me over the years. And we've been married 48 years, 48. working on 49 right now. <laughs> so she married young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, so, re- she really did. She was 18. So. Wow. So, okay. So 50 is coming up, though. Coming up soon. So you guys are going to have to be- have a big old party for 50. That's <laughs> awesome. That awesome. sounds good. That's awesome. Okay, so you've been married to Cynthia for 49 years, c- coming up on 49 years. What else? Okay, I have two daughters. Uh, one is Heather, and she lives in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And then I have another daughter that you know and is married to Ben. They go to yeah. church here, Allison uh-huh. Wells. And then I uh, have three grandchildren. So yeah. I'm very proud of them, Lily, Landry, and Kendall. That's awesome. So it grows grandkids, man. I'm, I'm a lot closer to to granddad than I am, you know, than I was not too long ago. And so, uh, hopefully still a pretty good ways away from that. Yeah. But, uh, my oldest daughter just got married. And so there, there will be, those will be happy days That's right. when grandkids You just don't even sick. know how happy it's yeah, going to yeah. be. <laughs> that's what I, that's what yeah. I understand. It's so, be great. so I, I'm really excited, uh, really excited about that. So, uh, and glad to have you, uh, glad to have you here with us. Linda, how long have you been living in shallow water? We've been here right at four years yeah, now. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, li- live in shallow water and coming to this church almost the whole time that you guys have, have been here. Right. Much. We so, have, we, we visited a couple, but we really knew this is where we wanted to come. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. when we came, we just, we definitely knew this is where we wanted to be. Right. Right. With the right. Lord leading us here. Yeah. You guys have, uh, re- really made a bunch of really good, solid friends since you've been here too, yes. which has kind of been neat to uh-huh. see, you know, you're, it's almost like you guys have lived here your whole lives cause you have really good close friendships with a lot of folks, which yep. is neat. Sure do. So, all right. Well, uh, so Lyndall, you know, what this this podcast is really just an opportunity for us to just hear a little bit of, of your story. So, and particularly, you know, your faith story. Like, how did you, how did you come to faith in Christ? What did that look like for you? Uh, and uh, maybe who was involved? Tell the story of how you came to faith in Christ. Okay. Yeah, it'd be great. 
uh, just start out when I was young. Uh, my mom and dad and my sister and I all went to church, mm-hmm. and they were we were very involved there. Anyway, uh, whenever we went to Tokyo Baptist, and there was four kids my age, myself and three others my age that were in the same Sunday school class and ran around and did stuff together. Well, we had a revival, and a couple of them were saved, and next Sunday another one of them was saved. Yeah. So I thought, well, I need to be saved. Right. Of course, I answered all the questions correctly. Sure. But I was not saved. I didn't have a relationship with my father. Yeah. And I might as well have been saved, you know, baptized as a baby. Yeah. Because I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So that went along. We moved, and uh, my I guess before my eighth grade, summer of my eighth grade year, my mom and dad divorced. Mm. And that was really tough, uh, to, you know, for that to happen. My mom moved to Odessa, and I didn't want to go there because I was fixing to go into high school and yeah. be involved in different city. So I stayed with my dad, and he wasn't around a lot of the time, so I was pretty much on my own. Yeah. And so I was pretty self-dependent and thought, you know, I, I'd do stuff myself, and I was doing things I should not have been doing. My mom and dad didn't know about it. If I would, if my dad would have known, I would have been in big trouble. Right. <laughs> but uh, he didn't know what was going on. And I was searching, you know, for mm-hmm. something and and just getting into all kinds of stuff I shouldn't have been into. Yeah. And it wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. Uh, but fortunately, I had some good examples. I had some football coach and basketball coach and, and uh, some people that were trying to straighten me out, but right. it wasn't working at the time too yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So finally... I guess when I was a sophomore, I went to an eighth grade football game and saw Cynthia down uh-huh. cheerleading. And I don't know if something just hit me, you know, I don't know if, what it was, but I told a friend of mine next to me, I said, I'm going to marry her one of these days. All right. So anyway, uh, I didn't even know her, you know, but, yeah. but it drawn, I was drawn to her. Uh-huh. And so I know it was the Holy Spirit or the Lord. Yeah. Uh, leading me for his plan for me to become saved. Yeah. So anyway. I started going to church, and one of the guys at church was like, Trout, what are you doing in church? <laughs> you know, but I needed it more than any of them. Yeah, you know? yeah. So anyway, uh, I started dating her, and and, I'm, and she was so strong in her faith. She had been saved and knew the Lord when she was, I think, 10 yeah. or 11. So anyway, and her family were super good Christians, very strong, mature Christians, her parents. And I was surprised they even let me date date Cynthia you yeah. know but they did and they were praying for me I know mm-hmm. even at that time but uh, I remember one day we after church went to their house to eat lunch with them and Cynthia and I pulled up and, and the day they'd been preaching that day and the preacher said you know it's talking about once saved always saved and I told Cynthia I said you know I don't really know if I believe that and she goes well you just need to go on down the road then <laughs> because <laughs> you don't believe that we're not we're done you know so and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding just I'm yeah, just kidding come on, here, give me know? a second here anyway, yeah but uh, anyway I'd go in I went on in and, and uh, saw Frankie and Dorothy and the relationship and the marriage that they had Cynthia's parents yeah and I knew that was something that I wanted and their faith was mm-hmm. something that I was drawn to and in, in relationship with the Lord. And Frankie was a really good mentor, her dad, to me. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of work with him at different odd jobs and stuff and just talked to him. And anyway, I started going to Sunday school and church. But uh, I wasn't saved until my f- senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd gone to a basketball tournament. It was December, about the 27th, I think. And I came home. 
and things wasn't right. Usually I'm all into the sports and everything, right. but I knew the uh, Holy Spirit was really convicting me that weekend at that tournament. Yeah. But anyway, we got home that night. It's probably 10 or 11, 12 o'clock. I went to bed, and, you know, I just sat there, and the Lord and I just had a really long talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, he showed me all the things I was doing wrong. And, yeah. And, and I realized how much he loved me and he could forgive me. I thought at first he, you know, couldn't forgive me for the things I'd done. Yeah, too much. Too yeah. much of it. But, uh, you know, he loves me anyway and forgave me for it. And I just had to forgive myself and accept him uh-huh. as my Savior and give my life to him. And I don't know, it took, I was laying there four or five hours and talking and thinking. And finally, I, I accepted Christ as my Savior that night. Right. And from then on, things have been different. You know, yeah. I'm not near where I should be then, and I'm not now, but I'm still trying to work towards that. Yeah. But uh, I was saved, and I know guys had come home from college, and they'd they'd say, "Boy, Trout, at spring at Christmas break, I had to come see you, Trout." They said you were different, and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So that that was good. I didn't. It's good know as confirmation. Yeah. At yeah. The, I didn't realize it at the time, you know, right. but but now I realize that's good for me to look back and. And think you know I did change. God did change things. My circum, you know, didn't my circumstances didn't change, but I changed. You know, yeah. because of, of the 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 decision I'd made that night. Right. Yeah. So. God. God. Uh, God got a hold of you, and he. It's amazing the impact that a good woman can have on a man's <laughs> yes, life. Can I is. just say that like it's really <laughs> it's eternal impact. So <laughs> now I'm not suggesting any of you out there listening. I'm not suggesting that we like do missionary dating out there. It's not not not, that, <laughs> not, not what I'm suggesting. But but it is amazing how God brings people into our mm. lives that can have a really really profound. Uh, even eternal impact on us, that's and right. uh, that's exactly what happened. You know, you uh, you were interested in in Cynthia because you know she's pretty and smart and fun and you know all those mm-hmm. things. But uh, but but then you started to witness her faith, and and then you met her parents, mm-hmm. and you were drawn to them and their faith, and you know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. that kind of opened a door for you to to all these folks that that God used to. You know, to bring you to that point. That's right. So then whenever I went to start going to church, Sunday school, you know, the teachers at that yeah. time, they were really good and, and uh, started me on my journey with the Lord. Right. Yeah. And I would say, too, you know, a lot of times we'll look back on these, you know, those decisions, like that decision you made when you were, you know, a kid and you were like eight years old. And, and we think, well, I didn't really, you know, that, that I didn't really know what I was doing then or, I, you know, whatever. I didn't understand completely, then, which is all true, you know. But the Holy Spirit was still working in your life then. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first, you know, uh, time where you were kind of awakening to the reality that God loved you and that you needed him. And and uh, and so that's a, a that's a beautiful thing, man. That's a good, exactly. Good story. That's a that's a good story. So you so you. Uh, you you got saved your senior year in high school. That's when you surrendered your life uh-huh. to Christ. So uh, so how when did you and Cynthia get married? How long had y'all been dating at the point that you became a Christian? Oh, uh, we'd been dating about th- uh, two and a half years. Okay, at that time. all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. So w- when did y'all get married? Well, two years later, I, I went to Rice and got two years done. She stayed in Denver City and graduated. Yeah. Then after she graduated in May, we got married in August. Okay. Yeah. We we've tried. We thought whenever I was going off to college, I said, "Well, let's let's don't go steady. You're going to be here cheerleading right. and everything." I said it wouldn't be right to you, you know. And so, 
Uh, she's enjoying it a little too much first <laughs> first semester, I think. So at uh, Christmas we we got back together, and I told her I, I was ready to get back together, and she was yeah. too. So good, good. So it was it was, it was worked out great. That time apart kind of helped you helped you guys realize that you really did love each other. You know, mm, that's, that's right. Good. Gave her opportunity to. To yeah. date some other people and stuff, so yeah. it worked. She out got good. an opportunity to see how great Linda was. You know? <laughs> right, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's that's kind of how you came to faith in Christ, and some of the folks that were kind of involved in that. What are um, talk about some times in your life where you really felt, you know, uh, really felt like you were growing, you know, in the Lord. Really felt challenged, you know, to grow, stretched, maybe like. Um, share some times in your life where you really felt like uh, the Lord was moving and active and working in your life okay. and really growing. I think the first time I really grew a lot was whenever I left Denver City after my senior year. Uh, went down to Houston, didn't know anybody yeah. at the time when I got there. Uh, football and basketball had been, you know, my part of my life through my till my till I became saved my senior year. And you were still a baby Christian. Like you'd only been a Christian for a few months at That's that right. point too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, uh got down there and of course in Denver City I was a big fish in a little pond, you know, and mm-hmm. I get down to college and get to rice and I was a little fish in a big pond type <laughs> deal, you know, and and uh I was there alone. But so that really gave me uh an opportunity to start growing my faith. So uh, I got I did a whole lot of growing then. I decided that I need to read my Bible, mm-hmm. and I started reading my Bible every day, and and was reading it through that year, and then also uh, started going to church in different places there, and and finding out what different churches had to offer on right. you know on my own because I'd gone to different city. I'd gone to Baptist all the time, and I went to Baptist, but you know just to hear different things and to yeah. really solidify in my mind what I did believe. Mm-hmm. So that was a really a good growing time for me to, to uh, be there. And, you know, I had to depend upon God, nobody yeah. else. And I never had done that in my life. You know, I'd always depend upon myself. Parents had been divorced and I, I worked in the summer and saved sure. up money. And, uh, I just, I thought, well, things going to be done. I got to do it myself. And I right. got down there, I realized I couldn't do things my own, you know, it, uh, I had to have the Lord and what life was really all about is, you know, we got to have help. We got to, you know, and it helps so much to know the Lord yeah. and to depend upon him and he'll carry you through it. And that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a couple several things about your story that I really appreciate that, that what you just said, I, re- I appreciate that, you know, you got down there, you were down there by yourself, you know, you were, but, but you made some conscious choices to, uh, to like go to church, to read your, to read the Bible. You know, you made some conscious choices to put yourself in positions where you could grow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I tell, you know, folks that are going off to college all the time that there's, that it's just so critical. Like if you, if you try to handle this part of your life in, in a passive way, like just kind of let it come to you, the, all of the, all of the deadly and destructive things you don't have to look for those things. They will find you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. the, but, but those relationships uh, that are going to lead you to life and that are going to lead you to Christ, you have to actually put yourself in position for those. You have to look for those things. Exactly. And uh, also and, think it's critical. Excuse me, Brad. No, I think yeah. It's critical to look to make sure that you run around with the right kind of people. Absolutely. Because you're going to be, you know, you always think, well, maybe I can pull them up. Most of the time you get pulled down. That's right. You know? But, yeah. 
uh, I was fortunate to have some good friends that didn't drink, you know, and, and didn't go clubbing and stuff right, like right. that, that, that we did a lot of things with. So I think that's critical because you can get sucked into things and end up in a quicksand and not yeah. know how you got there if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. And, and the other thing that I love about what you said is that, is that you really were rooting yourself in, in the truth of God's word. Like that, 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 that growth began to happen when you committed, you know, I'm going to spend some time every day in the word of God. And I, and I just can't overstate for folks how important that is. You know, we, mm-hmm. uh, we, we do, uh, another podcast called the deep dive and it's related to a reading plan that we have. And, and we're reading through the book of Hebrews right now. And the author of Hebrews is constantly telling the people in the book of Hebrews that, you know, this, the gospel, this is important. Like, uh, what is he, he says, uh, there's this one part where he, he's telling them to approach the gospel with energy and enthusiasm. Like he wants them to, to like pour their focus and energy into knowing Christ more. And, but it's weird that we don't, we don't sometimes think about faith like that. We, uh, we think about faith as something that we're just receiving and not something that we're pursuing, that we're right. chasing. And so, uh, when we commit to it and when we spend time in, in, in the scriptures, when we're, when we're going to the Bible on a regular basis, God really does change us. He really does transform us. And I, that's a, that's a really good word that, that, that you said it was clear in your life that that was a turning point for you when yeah, you decided to do those things. Yes, it was. Yeah, it sure was. So, uh, what? Any other times in your life where you really felt like the Lord was growing you, challenging you? What was? What are some other? I think another time that comes to mind is, I guess uh, I'd been working for Exxon Mobil for about thirty years, mm-hmm. and a company came to me that it was a service company, mm-hmm. and so they did all kinds of oil field work i mean they had everything that you needed to work in oil field and we i'd used them some in my line of work too with mobile but they came to me and they were looking for a president to run that company Uh and to grow the company and try to get it ready to sell again yeah so anyway uh i I prayed about it and i really felt like i was supposed to do that yeah so i went ahead and i I retired from mobile Uh first time i'd retired and so uh, went to work for this company. Anyway, we started out, there was probably 240 employees. Right. And they just wanted to continue to grow the company. So in less than two years, we went to 470 employees. Uh-huh. And, you know, there were so many issues and different people to deal with in that job. Very stressed, long hours there, uh, trying to do that. Meeting safety, meeting with different companies, meeting with company men, uh, trying to set pricing and get more gangs out and and uh, having board meetings and stuff so it's just really stressful but also at the same time in Denver City at First Baptist there we had uh, lost our pastor mm. and so I was chairman of the deacons at the time and moderator of our business meetings and I tell you the church decided to go with the interim pastor the intentional interim yeah anyway that that lasted over a year yeah. but just you know, with no pastor and, and, uh, seemed like there was a lot of things going on there at church that had to be attended to. And then the job that I'd taken on was a really stressful job. And I just had to depend upon the Lord then more right. so than I ever had in my life. And I feel like I really grew, you know, all I have to do, I have to depend upon him 
try to pray about what I'm doing and listen to what he wants me to do and then go for it and do what I feel like he wants me to do and, and uh, just keep depending upon him and praying about it. And I feel like I really grew a lot during that two year time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, very glad when it was over, <laughs> but uh, I retired from that job and went back. I had a guy I used to work with mobile, work with at mobile, an engineer, and he worked for another company in Midland. He had asked me about three times to come to work for them. Yeah. And the timing wasn't right. Cynthia was teaching. We didn't want to move and I had to move to Midland. But uh, after all that, God gave me a time of rest. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, Cynthia was had her 80 points in she could retire and he right before the the company had just sold like they wanted it to and the new ownership uh was in dallas and i was just ready to get back to what i really knew was the oil field and so he came to me and asked me he said i got another job i want to offer you i said you know i don't know when I'll, if i'll have another one right and it's right after that happened i said i'll take it cynthia retired he goes you will and i said yeah well i think yeah. you're surprised but anyway that was the best job I ever had in my life no you know the stress was not there it's great right. company growing uh real fun times bringing in big wells and and uh you know god gave me that time and i truly enjoyed it and worked there five and a half years and then we i retired we retired for good. For good this for good. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, something that you've kept, you've said over and over again. Actually, it, as we've been talking, you keep saying that, you know, that it, when you became a, a Christian, you know, and then when you were in college, you know, I had to really learn to depend on God, you know, and then mm-hmm. I had to really learn to depend on God, and so, so that I love that because that's something that you're always learning, right? It's not. It's not like other things we learn in our life where we learn it and then we've got it and then we know it for the rest of our lives. We're constantly having to learn to depend on God. But you're right though that those those moments where we depend where we're where we're really in a position where we have to depend on God, those are the times where we grow the most exactly. because that's how we're supposed to live our lives, mm-hmm. you know, uh, surrendered to God and and dependent upon Him and um, and so those so those times where you know, I, sometimes we think that Christ, the Christian life is something that where we it t- takes a lot of, uh, you know, effort, and it does. There, there is intentionality. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, so you have to be intentional about growing, right? right. But, but, uh, but really, what you're intentional about is surrender. You're intentional True. about surrendering yourself to Christ and and surrendering yourself to His will and wanting what He wants. You know, for your life exactly. and you bet. and. Uh, and and that's what being a Christian is about. It's about surrender. It's about depending on the Lord. You exactly. Know? So it's amazing how hard it is for us to do that, though. So yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All need reminders. I do constantly. Yeah. You know. All the time. Yeah. All the time. But it's so neat when you do, and you know something can happen. Like right now, I can be, you know, upset at somebody, and then the Holy Spirit will just say, you know, I was talking to guys last night or prayer in our uh, men's prayer meeting, prayer group. But uh, Bible study, I'm sorry, I'll get it right. Yeah, that's, it was, yeah, it's it, all yeah. those things. But yeah. anyway, all those things, that's true. But, you know, the Holy Spirit just, uh, you know, just comes to mind, brings to mind. I love that person, too, just as much yeah. as you. And, you know, he's one of mine, too. But, you know, constant. If we're listen, trying to listen to the Lord, he'll talk to us. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. And don't always want to hear it or like what he says. But, right. But uh, if we listen. He'll talk to us. That's no doubt. Yeah, he's he's speaking all the time. We just we're just not always taking time to pause exactly. and to try to hear what it is he's trying to say. That's yeah. right. That's very good. Um, 
So, well, uh, how about this too? You've been married for almost 50 years. So, uh, for there's people who listen to this podcast who've been married for, you know, significantly less than that, maybe, you know, maybe not very long. So you have a word of advice for those of us newbies, <laughs> newbies. out there in marriage? You know, I think it's, it's very critical that, that you both love the Lord mm-hmm. and are trying to serve the Lord and it'll make your marriage so much better. Mm-hmm. I wish I was a better husband, you know, over these 50 years, but I'm still, you know, trying to get better, but still mess up all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, just communicate and and to to do things together. And yeah. and one of the big things to do together is go to church and study your, the Word and, and yeah. have prayer. And then just do things together. You know, we like to go to the lake, spend time together there. We like to go to movies. We like to travel together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're either growing together or you're growing further apart. Yeah. And if you're doing things together, you're going to get closer to each other. Yeah. And, so I think that's the main thing is, you know, believe and, and worship the Lord together and then just do things together. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, when, when both of your hearts are directed toward the Lord, you know, and you mm-hmm. share that, in, you know, in common, it's a, it, there really is a bond of unity that happens in your, in your, in your marriage whenever that's going on. Yeah. I, I, I can't overstate how important that is. Yeah, it's critical. When, when faith is. Is, a, is, is the most important thing for both of you. That makes a huge difference. It does. So, really does. So what do you feel like God's teaching you right now? Well, he's, I think uh, we've, you know, we did a couple of things in our grow groups uh-huh. uh, about witnessing. Yeah. I think that was super good, the uh, two circles. Yes. And it's so easy. And, and right after that, I had the opportunity to witness to a couple of people that I was very thankful I did. Mm-hmm. And one of them gave the green light and assured me he was he was a Christian and, oh, good. and knew the Lord. The other one was not, but I got a yellow light. I was able to visit with him uh-huh. and talk and, and share the Lord and plant seeds, I think. Yeah. So that was really good. Uh, but one thing, I need to do more of that. You know, mm-hmm. I need to look for opportunities uh, to talk to people about the Lord. It's good to be a good example, but we also need to voice our voice that, you know, what yeah. God's done for our lives to people. So I think uh, that, that I need to do more of that. And the other thing is memorizing scripture. Right. You know, God tells us we need to hide it in the word in our heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't think that I've never really done that throughout hmm. my Christian life. So I'm really starting now. That's another thing we did in, in our grow groups, uh, talking about uh, memorizing Scripture. Got some tips, you know, like writing it in red ink. You yeah. remember it longer, writing it down five times. And then the great thing is drawing a picture, you know, oh. and that we can see it in our mind, yeah. you know, what we're, what we're doing. So that's something that God's really speaking to me about is uh, doing those two things more. Uh He's not done with me yet, I know, yeah. you know, and uh, it just gets sweeter the more we try to do what he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mess up so much, you know, and, and uh, but I'm trying still. Yeah. So uh, that's two things I think I need to do. And then uh, I think uh, pride, I guess you can call it pride. You know, I want things my way, and, mm. and I'm... Uh, I'll go way overboard sometimes, and I know that that just drives people crazy, and I need to watch that. So, just I'm just glad that he's still showing me ways that he wants me to to grow and yeah. improve my Christian life yeah. and 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 my witness yeah. for him. So that's some of the ways that I'm trying to improve right now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I've the 
the I love that you talked about um, scripture memory uh, because you know once again when you're when you're just when you're soaking yourself in the Word of God that's mm-hmm. you know that's awesome you know that's that's how life change happens mm-hmm. but but what I wanted to really circle back around to is like both of the things that you mentioned you know you mentioned you know sharing the gospel was something that y'all talked about in your grow group and then. Mm-hmm. Memorizing scripture, we talked about this in our grow group, and so it was a good. It's a good reminder for me, and a good reminder for all of you guys who are listening that that those those grow groups at our church, those grow groups and life groups, that's the place. That's the engine of growth in our church. That's the place where change really happens. And um, and and so if if all of your experiencing of our church is Sunday morning, I'm I'm so thankful that you're there and, and you're experiencing worship with us on Sunday morning. But that's not near all. What God wants to do, those relationships that you will form and the way that you're going to be challenged and uh, the way that you're going to grow when you're in a grow group or a life group, that that's really what this is all about. And that's really where it happens. And so right. just want to encourage you to to do that if you're listening. And uh, Linda is a testimony to that, that God's worked in powerful ways. And that's, I mean, that's where a lot of your really good friendships are rooted. Oh, is in the, yeah. Yes, so, it is. Those are the people that you hang out with and spend time with and, you know, do stuff. So you get to know them when you're in there and share life stories together. So yeah. you do life with them and you pray for each other yeah. and you have the opportunity for that. And it just makes a world of difference because, you know, you can go to church and it's hard to meet people. But if you right. go to the grow groups with them, then you get to know them. Then you can really have that friendship and relationship with them. Yeah, kind of get to hear what they're going through mm-hmm. and, you know. And find things in common, you know, that you guys mm-hmm. share. And anyway, so I, 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 I can't. We can't say that enough either. That that that's a really. Uh, that's how we were actually created to live our lives was in community with people. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know the the world that Jesus grew up in and the you know the uh, ancient Near East that that was more woven into their culture. That's how they. That's how everybody existed. Their identity was woven in to the identity of their community. So. So they didn't need to talk about it as much as you know, as as much as we do. We don't live in a culture like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we live in a very individualistic culture where I mean, you can you can you can pretty much you can pretty much do all of the functions of your life without ever coming into contact with anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we live in a culture that really struggles with community and with connection like that. And uh, and and the thing is, we're you know our folk, people are starting to realize it. They they know that they don't have it, and it's and it weighs on them. And so people are looking for community. And let me just tell you, we've got it. Yes. So <laughs> amen, we do. <laughs> right, right here at first at first Shallowar, there's great community, and there there are wonderful people, and there are some wonderful opportunities for relationship. And so. So uh, you need that in your life if you're listening right now, and and uh, we'd love to we'd love to help you with that. And I've just heard Brad. I can think the last three days I've heard three different people bragging on our church about yeah. what a great church we have, and it's so great to be a part of it. And staff is really doing a great job, working great, and being trying to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's just a great place to come grow and love on people and, yeah. and to be loved on and. And to you know, be a part of a big family, and it's yeah, great. That's right. If you if you're listening, and you don't have a church home. You're not connected anywhere like that. But, but well, you know, give us a shot. You know, we'd love to we'd love to meet you and get to know you a little bit and see if maybe God would want to plant you here for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. And I also want to throw in a while ago, you know, my wife, whenever we were married and we had two girls and, and uh, we went along there a little way and she goes, you want to try again for a third? And I said, no, thank you. I said, if good Lord wanted me to have a boy, I'd have had him already. Right, right. Well, whenever I finally got that boy with Ben, whenever, yeah, and yeah. he's been around about 30 years, so I really have a son now. So <laughs> That's right. I'm really uh, happy and proud. And he's, he's been a great husband and father to my sure. grandkids and wife. So he's been a great addition to our family. Yeah, you've got to listen. If you can move to the same town as your son-in-law, like you know, and like like actually next door or close, right? <laughs> yeah, real close. Like so, so if you can do that, then that means that means you've got a pretty good relationship. Amy yeah. and I actually, when I I went back to seminary, we actually we moved in. Uh, they have they had like this little pool house out behind their house. We moved into their pool house. We oh, lived really? with them <laughs> for a year and a half. And, uh, and the reason I know that, uh, that we have a really great relationship is because when we moved away from there, when we moved to Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh, wow. yeah, we moved from San Angelo. We were living within the Cape Girardeau, Missouri. So, and when we did, we all, we were all crying. And so, so there was this part of me that was like, man, I'm really glad we're so sad right now because that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that means that we have a healthy and a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's right. right. That is good. I, I have a new... I have a new son-in-law myself, so uh, and and I like him a lot. We have a really good relationship, well, and and I'm Means sure a lot. Get to see years, your daughter more that way, uh, too. no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure thirty years from now, you know, I'll be able to say that all that same stuff that you've said about about Ben. So yeah. I like Ben too. He's a little nutty, <laughs> a little bit. Let, let's just be honest. He's yeah. a little he's a little crazy in the head, but but that's endearing in yeah. some ways too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Lindell. Thank you so much for for joining us on the on the podcast today. I know I know that a, a lot of stuff you talked about are going to be really encouragers encouragement for for folks who are listening, and those of you who are listening, man. There's, uh, I hope you heard from 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 Lindell the the difference that uh, that Jesus can make in your life. The the way that when we're introduced to him, when we surrender our lives to him, how it just really does change everything for us. Yes. And uh, I know sometimes you probably think about one wonder what, if you take Jesus out, you know, if I hadn't met Jesus my senior year in high school, if I hadn't surrendered my life to him, what would my life look like now? Oh, man, there's no telling. You know? You know yeah, I know. I know, you know, I've probably been an alcoholic my whole family. Mm. My dad and his brothers and his his dad, you know, were all alcoholics, and that's yeah. what I tried to tell my girls, you know. Don't mess with Don't it mess because, with it, yeah. you know, it runs in our family. And right. so uh, I'm very thankful. You know, I've probably been into that. No telling what all, you know, yeah. I'd probably been in jail or dead, really, because right. the way I was headed was down the wrong road Yeah, you know, very quickly. Yeah, you said something. You were like, you know, I, I was earlier on, you were talking about how I, I, was, I was doing some things I, I shouldn't have been doing, and it wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. And I thought... It never gets better. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's right. That's right. that kind of stuff only always gets worse mm-hmm. unless there's something that really intervenes, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of stop and make you change direction. And and uh, and that's what Jesus does for us. So mm-hmm. so uh, so I hope you I hope you hear the difference that Jesus can make in your life. He, I mean, everything changes when we surrender our lives to Him, and and when we and we really commit to knowing Him and serving Him, and uh, submitting to His authority in our lives. Man, it really changes everything. So, and that's what we want for you. In fact, that's the whole reason we do this podcast. Yeah. So so you guys can hear about the goodness of the goodness of God and and uh and the off, the free offer that he's made to all of us of salvation. Yes. Yeah. All, all we have to do is just reach out 
and accept it from him, Amen. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and if we do that, that, uh, everything changes for us. So, uh, so we want you to hear that. And if you have, if, if you have questions about that, there's a link in the description of this episode, uh, that says prayer requests. Okay. So you can, you can fill, you can click on that link and fill that out on there and just, and just tell us you'd like to know more about how to become a Christian. Okay. If you do that, I promise we will get right back with you. We would love to talk to you more about that and pray with you about that. Um, so, uh, so make sure that you make sure that you do that if that's where you are today. So thanks, man, Lyndall, thanks again. It's good to, good yeah. to hang out with you and spend some, spend some time with you doing this. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, next week, we'll be right back with another amazing, exciting, interesting, fascinating <laughs> person. Uh, but until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around town.